Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. It's another episode of Not Too Taboo. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for leaving us all your amazing messages, our notes, your tweets, all your great stuff. Why'd you just like cut that music <sighs> off? I think, like, I think so my finger weirdly. slipped. I think you it, were like yeah. done with that music. You, well, you just want to get into it. <laughs> you just were like, cut. Yeah. You're a bad Th- director on the board. You're thanks fired. for tuning in. You're Let's fired. get right into it. You're fired. <laughs> Normally I like playing with the buttons for a minute. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well uh, in this amazing, exciting, and lovely week. <clears throat> um, Gretchen and I have so much stuff to talk about. We don't even know where to start. Well, you know, I feel like I have to pre-warn everybody, all the listeners. Um, this is probably going to be all over the place. We're going to be jumpity jump, jump, jump from one subject to the other. Um, we get so many questions from you guys, um, in particular on my DMs. I like make people laugh because people don't believe me. I get so many messages and I'm like, look, and then it's like literally from two years ago <laughs> that I'm like, there's these messages back here from two years ago that I never get. Cause you guys are so amazing, wonderful, like followers, audience, and you guys send me so many like questions and so many things. And I feel bad cause I can't get to them all, but we're going to try. We have and, a social responsibility, Gretchen. I know. We're going to try. answer what we can. And touch. And a lot of people think I like have somebody running my social media, but I don't. It's me. Oh, I can guarantee that you don't. Yeah. Because the only time you and I actually get caught up is when we do this podcast. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like just doing running social media is like a full time job. It's like legit. It's a lot. But anyways, but I really I love interacting with you guys and I love talking with you guys on there. Um, but if I don't ever get your DM, I'm sorry in advance. Please forgive me. I try. There's just a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. lot. So, but we do get some amazing questions. I mean, people ask about some really important stuff. Yeah. And I mean, you know, as we said from the very beginning with this podcast, we really want this to be a place where you guys can come and listen and kind of have some entertainment, but also get our take on some things, some advice. And, you know, we know a lot of you out there, you know, are dealing with some real life stuff. And so I think today we want to just touch on some of those subjects of stuff that you guys are going through. And and maybe by you guys hearing some of the questions that some of our, you know, followers and audience um, are are sending into us, that might help you guys with whatever you have going on in your lives. Is that a huge airplane outside? That is a giant <laughs> aircraft. It's so loud. I'm like, is that going to fly into our house right now? Sounds like it. <laughs> it's so loud. <laughs> Um, okay. But first of all, I want to update everyone a little bit about what's going on in our lives with Sky. You guys always ask for an update. So let's just say. (laughs) Oh, your loss of words. Parenting is legit. The hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Right. Harder than anything in the world. And like, so lovely, so wonderful. But anybody out there that's been a parent, especially of like the young, young ones, like, oh my gosh, it's just like, it is so hard and it is so exhausting. Like I'm tired 24 seven. Like I, like somebody, okay. So you guys send me questions and send me stuff. Can somebody tell me if like one day you wake up and you feel not so exhausted? (laughs) Like, is there ever a day that you wake up and you go, okay, I got this. Like I'm back to being myself. Cause I feel like I can't get to that place. (laughs) I feel like the question should be to our listeners. Does anyone know how to pull the battery? Oh my gosh. You guys, she gets out of the bathtub and we literally sit her like on the sink just to brush her hair and she cannot sit still. It's no. like, she's just like, somebody has zapped her with like the the crazy energy. She's just a busy lady. She's, she's busy. intrigued. She has to touch she, the thing. She has the this, the this. She has the toothbrush in her mouth. She has the soap in her mouth. She has like, and I'm like, can you just sit still for one second? You know what's so funny though? It's, it's totally you. 
Really? Yeah, you don't really sit still. I know. And you and you have like attention deficit disorder. What is what? Why? Because I, I think you just you move on to like things really quickly. I do. Yeah, like you're like what? you're like all over the map. I see you scrolling through social, mm-hmm. watching something, moving on to the next page, like looking at this thing. You absorb so much information; it's ridiculous. Okay, absorbing a lot of information just says that I'm smart, not that I have ADHD. But okay, <laughs> your daughter's the same way. By the way, she's just absorbing information. No, but you guys, okay. So let's talk about a couple like really scary things that have happened in the last couple of weeks. And I want to tell you guys this because if anybody out there has been in the situation, or if you ever get in the situation, I want to help you guys through this because this was a extremely like scary moment for Slade and I with Sky. So. Um, Sky was trying to go to sleep and, you know, sometimes she'll cry a little bit or she'll be like, you know, annoyed or whatever. Um, and she's a turkey sometimes and she loves to kick her crib with her legs. Like she just kicks, kicks, kicks. Well, I guess when she was kicking, like her leg kind of went through one of the slats and then like she sat up and when she sat up, her leg went through the slit and like it got stuck and it wasn't coming out. So her little kneecap was stuck between the, the wood and I, she started to cry a little bit more intense and more intense. And all of a sudden I was like, that's not like a normal cry. Like that's not a normal cry of like before I'm going to back, I think it was nap time. And then I go running in the room and I look at her and her leg is stuck in between the two wood slats. And I literally like panic, like panic. Like I Normally I'm pretty darn good in situations like that. Like normally for some reason I can respond really well, but I, I didn't like I short circuited. I did not even know what to do because I tried to like pull her leg out and I tried to pull on the wood a little bit and I could, it wouldn't even like move, not even a little bit. So I started screaming for Slade cause she, her, her scream like went to a whole other octave and like, well, she, cause it, I'm sure that probably hurt. A yeah. Little. You probably scared her. I probably Cause did. when you got upset, yeah. she got scared. Yeah. And it's kind of like when you put your ring on and your hands are a little swollen, yeah. it'll go on one way. And then mm-hmm. kind of the thickness of your finger kind of bunches up and you can't pull the ring back off. Yeah. It, well, it happens with a, with a, a baby's legs and all that little baby fat. Uh-huh. <laughs> she squeezed it through going in, but it was not coming it back out. It was not coming out. And so Anyways, it really scared me. So I'm like screaming at the top of my lungs to get Slade upstairs. And he finally, or you were actually in the room. I think you went to lay back down and like you poor thing, you were probably like just off to zone land and I like start screaming. So he comes running across the room and it was so funny because, you know, when you're in a predicament like that, like you're not thinking clearly, all you're thinking is like, just help the child, save the child, save the baby. So here comes Slade, like Superman (laughs) and he comes in the room and he literally like, starts pulling the crib apart. Okay. And you hear the pop of the wood. And like, I'm just like, oh my God, he's, he's like destroying the crib right now to get her leg out. And you hear it pop and meaning not her leg, the wood and, um, her leg comes out and we were just like totally freaking out. Her leg was not, not, it, nothing happened to it at all, but it, it looked it was like, really red. You could see yeah. that it had been pinched and it yeah. was, it was right against the, the kneecap. Yeah. It was so right it was rubbing on, the, on the little cartilage of her knee. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that it didn't feel good. Yeah. So it was like really scary, whatever. So then like, you know, my mom calls and she's just like, you know, how's it going? And I was like, well, we had a little bit of, of an issue with the crib. And then my brother called and he was like telling me, my brother has three kids and they're older. And he's like, you know, when you're in that situation, you just need to get like Vaseline or like oil and stick it there. And I was like, huh, 
Do do you think that works? I was like, that's a really good idea. You know what? He said he had that happen with his, with one of the kids. And he said that, that that's what he did. So he lubed up their legs so that it slipped back through. That's what he said. So anyways, I don't know if it's, if that's true or not, but like, see, common sense goes out the door. Like, like, I'm just like, get in the shed, get the shit, get the saw. (laughs) Jaws of life. (laughs) Call 911. I literally was like, where's the saw? Like, 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 and I'm not even, I'm not thinking like a handsaw. I'm thinking like the drill saw. (laughs) Just cut open this What's it called? Well, there's a skill saw. Whatever it's there's called. There's a jigsaw, but the drill saw, that's like, a whole new invention. By the way, as if that that's not dangerous for the child there. I mean, <laughs> so stupid, but like that's where your brain goes. Like your brain just goes to like crazy town because you're just like the baby screaming, you're freaking out. So, anyways, um, Ethan's like, Yeah, just just get Vaseline or oil. And I was like, mm, good, good idea. Yeah. No, but for real. So then it happened like what, a couple of days later again. Yeah. It happened again. again. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And thankfully. She's right at that stage where she's like small enough that she can actually squeeze her legs through it, mm-hmm. but she's getting big enough to where the legs don't come back out the other direction. Yeah. So yeah. we've had to put now two bumpers up around the crib so that it's like she's not putting her leg through there or whatever. So that was a little stressful. Um, so, okay. So now, okay. That was our first little thing. So I just wanted to give you guys that advice that if you're ever like in that predicament that you, um, you know, think about Vaseline or you think about oil or whatever. Okay. And then you guys, so having this, having a kid is so stressful because you're always just so worried about their like safety. Right. And um, so we have a, a new gal that we're trying out again to like nanny or whatever. And so, you know, and like, you can't, like, you try to teach them everything. You try to like show them everything. And like, you know, sometimes things just, you, you forget to like tell them something or whatever. So she takes her to the park and this was yesterday. She takes her to the park and there's like this little part in the park where as you go to step up on this little like metal plate that starts to walk up to the slide it's like really slippery where the sand is and everything. And, you know. Yeah, because it's rubberized. Like yeah. It's rubberized underneath, but it has sand on it. Yeah. And it's on an incline. So yeah. It it's is like, slippery. It has a little incline. So, like, you know, we forgot to specifically say, just be careful when she's, like, walking up this whatever. So, she has her there yesterday. And she calls us and she's like, I don't know if I'm having bad luck or what. But she slipped and she hit her cheek and it's, like, not good. And we're like, What? So, and bless her heart, like it was totally not her fault. Like, t- like no, she literally. She said a little kid pushed past her. Yeah, a little kid pushed sky. past her and, and knocked over Sky. So like totally not her fault, like like pure accident. But Sky's little cheek is black and blue and all swollen like a tick monk. And it's like, you know, and it's one thing if some, if a kid like falls and they kind of like bounce back up and like, and they might have a little scrape or a little thing or whatever. But this is like, I think this is the biggest injury she's had so far that's like, really prevalent and really like you can see it and it's and it's like oh that was a bad one but see it's stuff like this that these commercials on tv are so awesome you have the first kid you're freaked out you're Mm -hmm. hovering Mm -hmm. right you're sanitizing you're doing everything possible (laughs) you can and then then you see the mom like you know with the second kid yeah and like she hands it to the guy the car mechanic his hands are dirty yeah and like he's wielding tools she's like here hold him yeah 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 you just don't care no it's so so true they 
You, you just got to go through it. No, kids, and I kids know. Fall. And, I, kids and I think that's what's happening for me. Like this is first time, you know, baby, but like, you know, all of her little blood vessels are showing. It's all black and blue and it's like really swollen. So it's just like, and then you like think like, you know, when you're out in public, you don't want people thinking like, what, what'd you do to your kid? You know, <laughs> like, did you, are you being your kid? Like what's going on? So anyways, we've just had a couple little accidents with her lately. That's been a little traumatic for mom, at least I should say. Um, Here's the sad thing. This is just the warm up. Oh There's so much more to come. Just think about it. Cause she's now wanting to ride her scooter. I know this is what I'm She's saying. putting on the helmet in the house and getting up on the scooter I by know. herself. She's climbing on the back of the couch. She is like such a daredevil. Like she does not care. No. So like she's a totally little speed demon. Me. I know. So Anyways. you're saying that the motorcycle for Christmas might've been too much. Yeah. I think maybe that's why I was mad at you. <laughs> Would you be angry about the motorized skateboard? Oh my gosh. Not, not happening. Go not kart. Happening. Go kart. Um, so anyways, that's, that's a little update, um, of what's going on in our lives. So now let's get to some of these questions. Okay. So babe, you, you tell us about the question that came into you because you guys, guess what? Slade Smiley went on his social. <laughs> it's a miracle. Slade Smiley went on his social. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was an accident. It was a pure accident. Um, no, it was just, it was odd because I, I don't go on a lot. Um, just because I think it's kind of a cruel, evil place sometimes. Yeah. Um, and at, obviously at this point, people are not really allowed to openly share their opinion without being obliterated. Oh my gosh, so, I know. It's so sad right now. But an associate of mine uh, had had sent a message in, which I thought was really weird because I don't talk to him on social, mm -hmm. but he had sent a message in and it's like, hey, I need your help. You know, can you call me? I'm like, oh, what's going on? Right. So yeah. call him up. He's like, hey, I, I know this is kind of weird coming from me, but I think I really need some help. Can you recommend rehab? I'm like, rehab? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I've, I've been to dinner with you. You barely drink. Yeah. Well, I've been out, you know, hitting it pretty hard. And my wife and I kind of got separated. And, you know, one minute she wants to be married. One minute she doesn't want to be married. And, you know, we're not together right now. I'm like, well, what the hell's going on? Like, Okay. But like, first of all, let's back up. Like, what made him think to call you and ask for a rehab, please? <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Have like, no idea. Have you ever, like, you, like, by the way, anybody that knows Slade, like, he's the worst drinker ever. Like, he does not drink. Although he has drank a lot more in this last year. Like, he he likes beer now. It's not really beer. Yeah, it's Angry Orchard. It's Angry, really angry Orchard. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a hard cider. But the point is, is that he's not, like, a drinker, never has been, anything. So the fact that he's like, hey, do you, can, where do I go to rehab? Like, that's really random to me that somebody, like, called up and asked that. But do you think, because we've, I mean, we've talked about it, though. We've talked about the fact that there are people within the family that have struggled with that kind of thing. Oh, so, so you we've, did we, talk to him about that? Well, I haven't talked to him about it specifically. I'm just saying, I think you and I have mentioned it publicly. Oh, so maybe he knew that Maybe he of, knew. Interesting. Yeah, okay. he, he might have known. Okay. But- I just thought it was a, an interesting request. And obviously when, when someone reaches out to you for help like that, you feel really obligated. Obviously you step in and do what you can. Right. So, um, and I always kind of defer to you because you're so good at this advice, this advice game. Mm. That's sweet. I think we're both good at it. I think that's why people come to us and ask us questions. Cause I think that we are good at giving advice, maybe not taking our own advice, but we're, I think we're good at giving advice. Yeah, that could be, that could be the case, but it was interesting to actually kind of unpack that. And I, you know, I learned that the, his, High school sweetheart mm -hmm. was engaged to someone else. Yeah. So they broke up and she went off, dated for a couple of years, got engaged to someone else. They came back together. He kind of talked her into marrying him. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. So he, this was his high school sweetheart. Yep. They broke up. Yep. She went off, got engaged to somebody else. A couple of years they, goes by and then they kind of reconnect. Wait, 
They reconnect why she's engaged to this other guy. Yeah. Okay. And I, my, the, the, my understanding is, is he kind of talked her out of marrying that person. Shut up. So that they could get married. So what? they get married. <laughs> They've been together for two years now, three years. For, I, mean, I mean, technically newlyweds, right? Okay. But there's some unhappiness happening in the relationship. And that's what kind of forced him to start drinking. And no, so, wait, hold on. Forced him. I don't like that. No, okay. Wrong term. Didn't, wrong term. Nobody's Didn't forcing him. anybody to do anything. You're right. No, wrong, wrong thing. Okay. Wrong thing. This is what led to him deciding to start drinking. Let's okay. put it that way. Because what, so what, what was actually happening? Like what? Well. I mean, did he tell you? He, he, he kind of got into the fact that he, um, I, I think it's a little bit of both. So, I mean, I'm trying to unpack it too, because here's the problem is that people only give you bits and pieces of information. I don't think they tell you the whole story. Yeah. Right. And, and the reason I have more of the story is because I did call another mutual friend and I said, look, odd phone call. Mm-hmm. This guy called up. Asked me about rehab, which is weird. I never would have thought of him as being a drinker or someone that needed therapy. Like, what's what's happening? Mm-hmm. And the friend told me that this is what was going on. That the sweetheart, they got married. He talked her out of marrying the other guy. They've been together a couple of years. And now, you know, she's not sure she wants to be married. So he's thinking automatically, I got to go fix myself. You know, mm-hmm. something's wrong with me. I need to go into therapy. I need to go into rehab. I need to do something that's me, 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 me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, first off, if you're going to have a successful relationship, it's going to take two people. Yeah. So it sounds like, A, your wife needs to make a decision. Is she having regret that you got married? Right. Does she, is she still thinking about the other guy? Yeah. Like, you know. That's what, that would be my first thought is I would think like, so So was the guy telling you that she doesn't want to be married? Like, what is what is He, he says she's you? hot and cold. Like, minute, one minute she wants to be married and they're back together as a couple. And the next minute she doesn't think she wants to be married and she pushes him away. Okay. First and when he gets all, pushed away, he doesn't want to be alone. Okay. So but, he goes out. Oh, so he doesn't, when he gets pushed away, he doesn't want to be alone. So he goes out and drinks. Correcto. Okay, but here's here's the first red flag. So anybody out there that's kind of in this situation, okay, first red flag. If somebody is wishy-washy, more than likely, okay, I'm really sorry to be the barrier of bad news, but if somebody is that wishy-washy, I don't know if I want to be married. It's one thing if you're dating and that's happening. It's another when you are literally married and somebody's going, I'm not sure if I want to be married. Oh, I think I want to be married. I'm not sure if I want to be married. That's a really bad sign. It is a bad sign. That's a bad sign. Like I, it's like, you know, the movie, what was the movie called? 10 ways to lose a guy or whatever. Like, How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah. Thanks. That one. It's like, and they made a book out of it and they made like all these things out. It's like, or maybe the book was first in the movie. I don't know. But the point is, is that, you know, Kate Hudson looked great in that yellow dress. Yeah. Anyway. She's beautiful. But the point is, is that you have to like, you have to first and foremost come to terms with the fact that if somebody's being really wishy-washy about something, there's doubt already. There's something going on there, you know? And I don't, I just, I feel like when people are like, well, I don't know if she really wants to be with me or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, there's one thing to be like, we're struggling in our marriage and we're having like an issue and we want to like work it out. But like, when you get to the point where you say, I don't know if I want to be married versus... I want to be married. Those are, that's like a bit, that's a big thing. You know what I mean? It's, it is a big thing, but here's the, also, here's the other piece that we don't know. We don't know that he's being completely open and transparent with me. Okay. So like, because what? maybe he's doing things, uh-huh. maybe he was going out partying and drinking and he wasn't home with his wife. And maybe she's like, if you're going to behave this way, I don't want to be married. Oh, good point. So what we, we do have some experience in, in dealing with individuals that struggle with addiction. And unfortunately the stories 
that are manifested by these individuals uh, can be extremely (laughs) complicated, right? And manipulated. And and manipulated and not always completely true. Right. So that's the other hard part of this equation. So, I mean, the only advice that I could really give them in in not knowing everything is like, first off, you and your wife have to come together and make a decision whether it's worth working on the relationship together. It's mm-hmm. going to take two people. Mm-hmm. If she's mandating or dictating to you that you got to go clean up your act, you got to go get some help because of the way you're behaving, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And you probably owe her that. But she still needs to participate in that. It's not like she's going to send you away and you're going to go fix yourself and come back and be a completely different person. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Right. So I think it's so important that when you're dealing with people that are struggling with an addiction, when that call for help comes, it's important to get engaged, important to figure out really the core of what's causing them to behave in this manner. It's also incredibly important for the family to participate, right? Yeah. Because you, there's addictive behaviors mm-hmm. that you have to learn how to properly manage, how to regulate, how far are you willing to let them lie, manipulate, or push you in a certain direction right. before you are now enabling those people. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people that are surrounded or struggling with a person that is fighting this, this disease, really, they don't take the time to understand it, right? They don't take the time to really learn. Yeah. Most people uh, don't. No, they don't. But meaning most people that are, have someone in their life that has some sort of an addiction or struggling, like most people are just like, that's your problem. It's not my problem. And <clears throat> from, from an outsider's point of view, um, dealing with a family member who did have an issue, it was like the person that they married the wife in this situation, kind I felt like kind of acted like that's just your problem and you got to go figure it out. And they weren't an active participant in really trying to help heal that. And now, certainly not a support system in any way. No. And I think that the sad part is, is that I think that they, that she probably thought she was, but really when you like look at it, it, I don't feel like she really was because she wasn't willing to do any of the therapy. She wasn't really willing to go to necessarily like, Al-Anon or any of those things to really help understand the disease and really help figure out how to, um, you know, really lift that person up and, and help get them through that. I think it was more of, it was always like the blaming game. And it was always like, this is your problem. It's your fault. You have to go get this figured out. Like, why are we not enough for you? You know, whatever. And you know, if you want your marriage to work, that's not the attitude to have, (laughs) you know, especially when you're dealing with somebody that truly has the disease, which a lot of people don't realize that, 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 you know, addiction is truly a disease. There, there is proof now that there's actually like a chemical imbalance in people's brains and they can show it on, uh, head scans and whatnot of what actually is happening in these people's. It's like a chemical imbalance in their brain that actually takes place. So, um, they have diagnosed it as a disease and you really have to be educated on, you know, the best way to go about that and help your partner if you really want your marriage to survive. Now there's some people out there that are with somebody that is struggling with that and they really don't want to be in that marriage. And so they come up with every excuse and, or they just throw it to the wayside and say, it's your problem, whatever. But if you really want to make it work, there's, you have to get involved and you have to participate in it. Yeah. And to, and to your point, the, the classification of a Mm -hmm. disease, I am aware of several people who were, Highly successful, professional individuals making a lot of money. They were in a good relationship as far as I could see. 
family, kids, close to their parents, went through a medical procedure, ended up being prescribed pain medications post-op. And the next thing you know, there's this spiral that happens. Mm -hmm. And the successful professional, one of which I know is even a doctor, by the way, um, who went through his own medical operation. They prescribed him some, some pain medications. And from that point on, it completely spiraled downhill. Lost his marriage, lost his kids, lost his medical practice, wow. ends up being a guy in an apartment, you know, with a crack pipe or looking for heroin. It's not crazy. I mean, it literally can happen to anyone. That's the point. Anyone. Yeah. It is so scary. It is so yeah. addictive. Yeah. You know, these people who, in all honesty, were not making a conscious choice. They were just, you get to that right. point where it's, it's almost like, you know, when you're so hungry mm-hmm. that you're willing to eat absolutely anything right, just like to Jack satisfy the, the hunger. Like yesterday. it literally almost hurts. Yeah. What did you eat yesterday? <laughs> I go, yeah, like Jack in the Box Jack in the Box. Yeah. And then you get a stomach ache from it. <laughs> yes. But you I were totally so hungry. had a stomach ache from yeah, it. Yeah. You were so hungry and so desperate. Like you just, you just took anything. Mm-hmm. And I think people get into that place of eat, whether it be pain related whether it be an anxiety issue, mm-hmm. they get into that place where they're so desperate to be taken away. Yeah. That hunger mm-hmm. needs to be fed. Or that pain needs, or that to, pain be, needs to be go subdued. Put away, yeah. That subdued. you end up going down this path and this yeah. path of no return. Yeah. So it's really, really a complicated and sad subject. Yeah, it really is. But it's so important that people get involved, learn about it. So, okay, we're making this a little bit heavier than it needed to be, but sorry. The, um, but so, okay, so what advice did you give the guy? So, like, what did you say to him? Well, what I told him, as I said, it's very, very important that you have an open conversation about the things that you're struggling with yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, I mean, does, do you feel like he really <clears throat> feels like he, like, was he an alcoholic? Was he doing drugs? What was he struggling with? No, I think that he, he admitted to me that he, you know, um, He's not an alcoholic per se. And again, not that he has a a medical diagnosis at this point, but he was truly going out and engaging in that behavior because he was lonely Mm -hmm. and because he was feeling bad about himself. You know, some self-loathing, some self-sabotage, feeling the rejection Mm -hmm. from the spouse. Mm -hmm. Again, whether that rejection is being motivated because she's not sure she wants to be in the relationship or whether that motivation is coming from the fact that he is behaving in a manner that she's now questioning the person that he is. I don't know. Yeah. But the point is, is that that insecurity leads to kind of self-sabotage. Oh, well, if she doesn't want to be with me, I'm just going to go drink. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go hang out. I'm going to go find someone that does want to be with me, right? Well, was he cheating on her? No, no. I, don't, I don't believe so. Um, and the reason I don't believe so is because he, he did take the advice. He called me back and he said, look, I took your advice. Mm-hmm. I sat down with my wife one-on-one, basically talked openly about my insecurities about the things I was doing. Mm-hmm. She then was willing to open up and talk about the issues she was having with me and her feelings with regard to wanting to be in the relationship and wanting to be married. And the minute we started to openly communicate and we're honest about it, we got kind of on the same page. And oh my God. Was, so it's just all boils down to communication again. Exactly. Every time, every single time. Yep. And you know what the, but the key to that is, <coughs> is it has to be honest communication and brutally, I think honest. brutally honest. And I think that is sometimes part of the struggle that, you know, a lot of relationships out there struggle with is because people really aren't willing to be brutally honest because they're, they have so many of these hangups. They're so afraid of rejection. They're so afraid of somebody on the other side, you know, not wanting to be with them if they're brutally honest, or if they are brutally honest about something, they're, they're, you know, afraid that they're not going to be as loved or whatever, or as lovable or whatever. And it's like, 
the thing that people don't understand is there's so much freedom in being able to be your authentic self in a relationship. And I'm telling you right now, for anybody out there that's listening, if you are not your true authentic self in a relationship, you will never, ever, ever be truly happy in a relationship. First and foremost, as we, as everyone's always said, you have to like be, you know, um, well, you have to be you and you can't be afraid to be who you truly are. I think a lot of people try to pretend to be something they're not, mm-hmm. or they try to pretend to be the person that they think their partner wants them to be. Mm-hmm. And that's no fun. No. Right? You can't be yourself. No. And I believe what happens is when people don't have that open communication, when they don't discuss it, your mind starts to go to work, plays tricks, right? You start, mm-hmm. you start self-doubt self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. I'm not worthy. Should, you, you, you are pre- you speculating on why the person doesn't want to be with me. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is you start taking these actions to prove yourself right. Mm-hmm. This is where the self-sabotage comes in. Like, I really want to have a conversation with someone that can talk about self-sabotage. Yeah. Talk about people getting out of their own way. Right. And unable to achieve the things they're completely capable of achieving. Right. But their mind has told them something. They've got a belief system based upon what someone else perceives about them. Right. Or what they, or what they perceive about themselves. Well, but that self, that self, I guess, preservation. No, that's not the right word. No, no meaning. The self-perception about themselves. Yeah. Like their own, their self-perception. Like, like for instance, you know, um, I know a lot of people that, you know, they were raised a certain way by parents telling they're never good enough or worthy enough or whatever. And so for the rest of their life, that bleeds into every aspect of their life. It's ingrained, right? No matter what you do, it's not good enough. And so no matter what, it's like whatever situation comes up, like you're saying, they they somehow are self-sabotaging themselves because there's this deep- Self-doubt. Yeah. There's the self-doubt and there's this deep thing ingrained in them that no matter what they do, they're never going to be good enough, you know? And that leads to, hey, well, then why try? Yeah, Totally. A hundred percent. But, um, okay. So, so you tell them that, so they were brutally honest. And so now, so have you talked to them since then? What's going on now? I got a message back saying that they are now working together to. What does that mean? Oh, uh, oh I thought you going, meant like, like actually in work. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what? I got a job and they she's went, working with me. I know. I'm like, what? No, they've, they're working with each other mm-hmm. and getting some therapy. Okay. So they agreed to go to therapy. They agreed to go to therapy. That's so awesome. they could openly air their uh, issues, Mm -hmm. whether they be about themselves or with each other Mm -hmm. and start this path of getting back on track where they're being on the same page. I love that they're Mm -hmm. going to therapy too. I do too. I think I I really like therapy. You do? Yeah. It's interesting. Should we go to therapy? We should actually do a little therapy. Wait, why? Well, here's the thing. I love this about you, by the way, Yeah. because I'm kind of like married to a therapist. (laughs) And and the truth is I kind of married to a therapist. (laughs) One of the most fascinating and interesting things about you as a person, I love the fact that you see things other people don't see. Hmm. And there can be a conversation, whether it be a conflict, whether it can be a negotiation. You always have a perspective that I didn't see. Hmm. And in a lot of cases, sometimes you have a perspective the attorney didn't see. Yeah, that's all, right? like that's almost every case. Every case. <laughs> but I, I, I really enjoy that, honestly. I enjoy that about you. And I think that's why we enjoy talking to each other mm-hmm. is because I do love your perception about the way you see things or interpret things. Now, but you too. Are, that's exactly how I feel about you. Well, I, think, the, I think you and I complement each other really well in that because I think sometimes when I'm you know, in my own head and like can't see something clearly, you come and show me a totally different perspective of it that I'm like, 
oh my God, you're so right. Like, why am I not seeing it from that perspective? That's very sweet of you, but we all, we both know you're the smart one. Good point. In the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think that it is incredibly powerful and interesting. If you can find the right therapist, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's very refreshing. But what would we go to therapy for? Oh, you don't have to have anything to go to therapy for. So then what do we do? What do we talk about when we're there? What do we say? Well, here's the thing. Hi, we don't know why we're here, but we're no, here. No, no. Maybe this is what a good therapist would do. They'd start to unpack some things. Maybe there's some things that we have that are issues. We don't know that are issues. Hmm. Maybe we've just buried them deep, deep down inside. I don't think so. No? No. <clears throat> are there things within our relationship you think we could improve upon? Oh my God, always. I think there's always something. But no, but, here, no, but, here's, but here's my thing. I think that, honestly, I think, I think that you and I seem to really do well in our relationship, like in, as far as like communication with each other and like the way that we like do things. Like I think we're Even when we good. yell at each other. Yeah. But I think we're pretty good at it. You know, where I think that where we would need help is from the external things that I think sometimes we struggle with. Like, I think ex- externally there's some outside stresses that cause stress on me. And then sometimes that stress, I um, personify onto you or like, instead of being kind to you, you know, and because I'm like stressed out about something that happened, like I'm never really like, I can't remember in the 12 years, by the way, February 9th, it's going to be 12 years, which yeah, is 12 amazing. Years. I can't remember a time in the last 12 years where I really like feel like if I'm, if I'm coming at you about something, like it's really not about you ever. Like it's never, I mean, maybe a couple times in our relationship, I've been mad at you about something, but like ultimately when I'm really like stressed out or like coming at you or being mad at you, it's not because of something you did to me. It's typically an external thing that's going on for me that I'm stressed out about. And then you'll do something and it will, it will like set me off and you're like, what the heck? And it's, it's not like you really just did something to me. You know what I mean? I think I usually know when that happens. Yeah. I mean, no, there's, you always there's, know. Th- no, not always. I mean, there's times, obviously, I snap back. Yeah. You know, because we do. We argue. We argue about stuff. Yeah. But, but it's never like a real argument. No, it's like, it's really dumb things, It's like actually. We're, we're like pretend fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no. Why do you have to leave your cycling shorts next to the bathtub? Yeah, like literally, it's stupid stuff. Like we yeah. don't really... I, I can remember maybe two or three times in the 12 years that we've actually like had a, like a legit hardcore fight where like, I was mad and I didn't want to be in the same room with you. Like not, that's like, that's a small percentage for 12 years. We got into a big fight at your mom and dad's house at Bass Lake. Mm-hmm. And what I, was that about? I slept in the car. No, you, you were listen mad. to me. You only slept in the car because you were trying to one up me because I left the room and went and slept on the couch. And then you're like, fine you're going to sleep on the couch, I'm going to sleep on the floor. And so then you slept on the floor next to me on the couch. And then I got up and I'm like, fine. And then when I went up to get up, like you got up and went outside and slept in the car. No, or maybe did I sleep in the car? I went in the car. I went in the car. Did you? Yes. Because I was- No, I was in the car because you were at the window. Nope. I think you came to the window. Nope. I was, you were mad because I I upped you in the car and you were trying to get in the window. (laughs) And I don't even remember what it was about, but it was really funny. I think it was about mint chip ice cream. You know, it's so weird. <laughs> I do, for some reason, remember it was about ice cream. It's that ice cream was Im- involved in that somehow. I forget what it was, but somehow ice cream was involved in that. But okay. So do you think everybody, okay. You know, one thing that the um, pastor Rick always said, he said, you never want to go to therapy once you have a problem. 
Like he said that the, he said you're that, supposed to go to therapy before you have the problem. Yeah, like you're supposed like the best time to go to therapy. But that's my point. No, I know. So that's why I'm saying like you might be onto something here because he said the best time to go to like marriage counseling or relationship counseling or therapy is when you're in a good place because then that helps you build the foundation for when you're in a rocky spot, you know how to deal with that rocky spot even better because that foundation is there. If you get to that rocky spot and then you're like, okay, now we need to go to therapy, it might already be so broken down that the therapy might not even help as much. That's super interesting. Isn't that? Do you think that there's a statistic out there about the percentage of women that want to go to therapy versus men? I would definitely guess that women want to go to therapy 10 times more than men. Men have a hard time talking about their feelings. They really do. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I, I honestly think it really is a um, psycholo- uh, physiological like difference between men and women. Well, is it physiological? Is it social? Meaning that men are supposed to be perceived as the strong, silent type? Yeah. I think and it's all su- of that. They're supposed to be the be the the ones that carry the 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 bulk of the weight. Yes, and I also think it has a lot to do with hormones because once a month us women have so much estrogen pumping through our body and it makes you highly emotional. Wait a second, but I talk with you about a lot of things. It means that am I full of estrogen? <laughs> you are pretty feminine. <laughs> no, and by the way, you were never a talker before. You never used to talk. I forced you to talk. And now you're so grateful that you, that I forced you to talk. Remember? Yeah, but now, now, now you tell me to shut up. <laughs> I know. Now I'm like, are you kidding me? Jesus, open Pandora's box. Talking. I know. Okay. I feel like that was only one question and we're already at 40 minutes. I know, but see, that happens all the time. I know. It was an important thing to discuss. No, it is an important thing to discuss. So... Um, I would say, okay, should we ask everyone like what, what, what would be our question of the day? Well, I guess the question of the day is, is in your own personal life or your relationship, do you feel like going to therapy would be helpful? Yeah. And, or I also think I want to ask the question of, do you feel like in your relationship that you are truly your authentic self? That's a good question. I think that's a really good question. I think that's a good question for everyone to ponder. Like, do you really feel like you are 100% truly your authentic self in every aspect of your life? Like, what, no matter what it is, I think it's super important that you feel like you can be your authentic self. And if you aren't, then I really would encourage you to take a look at the relationship you're in. Well, that was my, my question that pops into my head is, if, if the people that are listening to this episode right now felt like they were 100% themselves, not pretending to be something, not holding back, if they just let go and were absolutely themselves, would their current partner choose to be with them? Mm-hmm. Would, do you think that if you were just yourself, would that end the relationship? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, mm-hmm. right? And if you think that if you if you let these things go and you spoke your mind and did just the things that you wanted to do because you were being your authentic you and it would end the relationship, mm-hmm. that's something to truly ponder a question, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 the second question of that is, would you be willing to let that relationship go knowing that? Or are you just staying in a relationship because you want to feel loved and just, you know, be in a relationship? And if, if that's the case, is that truly a happy life? 
Like, are you going to be happy in that kind of relationship? And I've had that conversation in specifically with many of my friends and in particular, some family members, which you know, mm-hmm. and, and that was a really harsh realization for them. When I asked them that question, it was a really tough, hard question for them to have to examine because the truth is, is that they weren't being able to be their hundred percent authentic self and they weren't necessarily happy because of that. However, they chose to stay in the relationship and actually be fairly unhappy because in this particular situation I'm talking about, sadly, they're like, I'm a lot older. I won't meet anybody. I want this. I want that. So they had all these excuses in their head as to the reason why they wanted to stay in that, you know, kind of toxic relationship. Um, and what's sad is see the resentment builds. Mm-hmm. So then you have resentment. Mm-hmm. So you're not happy. Mm-hmm. You're not yourself. Yep. Start to resent the partner. Yeah. And then like, you know, here's my thing. Like, I hope that, you know, the one day when they're laying on their deathbed that they go, that they, that they don't say, gosh, I wish that I had spent those last 20 years of my life and not, you know, been in that. Like, you know, I, I hope that they never regret. The decision. That decision. Because that's sad to me. I just, the especially because I've been in really bad relationships and now I'm in a really good relationship. I just want to tell a lot of you out there that there's hope and that there is the possibility of being in a great relationship and, and don't settle you guys like literally don't settle. Yeah. Don't settle. And I, my advice to you, Gretchen, is that if you really are in a great relationship, Oh dear! Here you we go. should go home and you should make love to that partner <laughs> and tell them how much you love them and appreciate them and oh my God. to the point where you call their name at the top of your lungs. Okay, I got a re- I got a serious question. Would you rather have mind blowing sex every now and again, or would you rather have mediocre sex every day? That's a whole nother podcast. Okay, so to be continued. Let's do it for the next time. Okay, so you're making notes. Yeah. So the question is: Would you rather have mind blowing sex? Every, you know, a couple months, or would you want rather have mediocre sex every day? You're going to get a different answer to, depending on whether you're talking to the man or the woman. I know. So that's going to be an interesting like topic. Do you think that's why sometimes women leave a heterosexual relationship and choose another woman? Oh, that's deep. I don't know. Is it sexually related or is it emotionally related? I, you know what? We should get somebody on here and ask. Oh my God, people, there's so many questions that we have. We <laughs> need guys, specialists and we need them now. <laughs> I know. You guys, I'm sorry. We only got to one question, but you know, Slater and I like to talk. So uh, we love you guys. Keep sending us your questions. You know, this is actually, you know, the, I kind of like the fact that we were, like that we took one subject and kind of dissected it a little bit. I think that's kind of fun And yeah, we too. unpacked it. Yeah, we unpacked it a little bit. So um, so send us, keep sending us your guys' questions. Who knows? We might uh, unpack one of your questions that you send our way. We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in be sure to download subscribe and we will chat with you guys soon thanks for tuning in bye guys this podcast has been produced by stage 29 productions for entertainment purposes only the contents of this podcast do not constitute medical or professional advice do not reflect the opinions of this company any of its parent companies affiliates subsidiaries promotional sponsors or advertising agencies the views expressed by the hosts and guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent for more information please visit stage29.tv